What is up, everybody? It is Cocktails and Comics. It is I, Andy, and of course, I'm here with my co-host, my best friend, Alec. What's going on, man? Man, I can just say, as a nerd, I am fucking excited for, (laughs) obviously, this episode, um, but just with the amount of shit that's coming our way, I don't even know if I can actually put it into words. We have so much in the docket, and (laughs) some of it starts this week. It does. So... Just good stuff on the plate, man. Good yeah. stuff. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, like I said, it's, it was a good week and uh, weekend. It's nice to be back around the table. Uh, like I said, I accidentally deleted a Riptide episode. So we had to do a double up on those. Thank you for joining on an Thank episode of that. Me. That was awesome. Of course. Love having you. Um, but yeah, otherwise, things have been good. I can't complain. Uh, works good. Coming up to the final month of the quarter, so it's just kind of... Uh, start running basically yep yep, yep. Um, and then this month too we have our bowling tournament coming up in uh, Green Bay which I can't wait for That's so dope so got some good life stuff happening uh, great nerd stuff obviously happening and so um, excited. it's just it's gonna be fucking <laughs> awesome so excited. Um, cause I know we were just talking about it that Diabolical comes out um, you said Friday March right? 4th March 4th Friday um, so I'm, I'm stoked for that because we watched the trailer, uh, last week, mm-hmm. um, and it looks fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Simon Pegg is Huey. And yeah. I guess from what I'm hearing, Simon Pegg being Huey is actually doing the original character justice. So That's what I heard as well. Very, very pumped to see what they're going to roll out because yeah. I was just talking to you about another show and with its animation styles. And in the trailer we saw here, we can only guess that there's like 12 different ones coming our way. So yeah. crazy shit's coming. Yeah, agreed. So I'm super excited for all of that. But mostly importantly, we have the final trailer for Morbius. And I mean, we've been waiting for this movie for like a year and a half now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We almost felt it coming in uh, around Halloween of 21 and just... Didn't happen. COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah. Which happens, I, it, unfortunately... Uh, but then a little, I guess, like a stick in the in the spokes, if you will, um, was No Way Home. And yeah. we were supposed to get about a week or so later was supposed to be Morbius. Yeah. And they said, hang on, we're delaying it again. <laughs> never really gave a reason why. And they yeah. gave like a three-month delay. Yeah. Which is enough time to shoot and produce and Absolutely. cut, right? Yeah. Andrew Garfield, you beautiful bastard, is now denying that he'll ever play Spider-Man ever again. No. Good for you, because <laughs> we saw the lies didn't work out in the first place. No. So, you know, our only theory is that he's showing up in this movie. Yeah. Somehow, someway. Yeah. I would definitely feel like a post-credit or something because like that. Because of the No Way Home out. impact, yeah. it has to almost happen. Yeah. So, we don't know what it's going to be. We don't even know if it's true. Yeah. Um, but... I'm not a Jared Leto guy. Um, however, I think this role is definitely going to yeah. be the one that I love. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Jared Leto by any means. I, I think he has talent behind him. I just don't think he's been in anything that's, like, fit him, kind of. Because uh, just, like, the joke, being the Joker in the Suicide Squad was just... It could have been good if they didn't go with that portrayal. Correct. Of the Joker. Because seeing him as an actor, he's got more range than one would think, especially mm. because he's a musical yeah. star as well. Yeah. Um, some of them can do both, which is awesome. Uh, 
he's also got this career where it's like, hey, man, you can say no to some roles. Right. Oh, for you sure. You are absolutely able to say no. Yeah. You don't have to take everything and think you're giving <laughs> it your all when. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to. Let somebody else take it. Correct. Uh, yeah. But kudos to him for doing it anyway. And then literally, I mean, going the extra mile when yeah. he does take these. I think this one's going to do him justice yeah um, i think he fits the character very well from the trailers that we've seen he's got the look for it yeah he definitely has the look of it um obviously amazing bud <laughs> <laughs> but no i i fully agree with you i i think this one will kind of be uh the opening for jared leto to do um maybe something different in the future uh, whether it be like some i think he would fit well in like horror yeah. Like, I feel like he'd be a good spot in that. Because he has a vampiric-looking face anyway. Yeah. Like a facial structure of, like, a thriller-horror-type yeah. character yeah. he could be. Never never be the protagonist. Right. Be the antagonist. Yeah. And if you look the same, they just switch it up a couple times. I mean, with the beard and the long hair, he looks awesome. Yeah. I love that look on him. So if we can keep that going. Yeah, there was a movie with him, Denzel, and um, somebody else. It was not a good movie. It came out on HBO. Um, like I didn't hate it, but I know a lot of people did. Uh, but Jared Leto was like this creepy, like, um, just really creepy guy that possibly was like this murderer of a child basically. And, um, again, the movie wasn't good, but like him playing that creepy character worked. I felt uncomfortable when he came on screen. Good. Like he just had that creepy look to him, that dead stare, uh, like I said, the character was was good. Everything else around it was was not. The screenplay of it all was not good at okay, all. Okay, yeah. Um, and you just didn't know where it was going. A great twist at the end, but just not not worth it. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that this is kind of a breakout, if you will. Um, so this kind of start a career where it's like, oh, I'm not going to be like, ugh, Jared Leto. Uh, and to be like, oh, Jared Leto is going to be in this movie. That's yeah. what I. That's what I want yeah. too, because I know I know a lot of people like him for the other stuff he's done, and I just can't dive yeah. myself because I I just I'm not yeah. there yet. Well, like I said, Thirty Seconds to Mars. You guys had that music video, The Kill. It was creepy. It worked perfectly. Do that, Jared Leto. Keep doing that. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, stop doing weird other movies. <laughs> like. <laughs> House of Gucci, like, and then he dressed up as an old man. Get the fuck out of here. Again, that. you can say no to some roles. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Let that go to, like, Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> he needs work, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? All right, let's jump into this one. Michael Morbius, discover who you're meant to be. The bad guy. I mean, already right there, the, the picture of him... If I can get it back here... Of him as a vampire look, it's very well done. That's literally legit, like the Morbius look. Yeah, the red eyes and the the pale. I, I like how the mouth is. They got the mouth right too because uh, Morbius. They kind of gave him a bat mouth. Yeah, not just a vampire mouth, but they gave him a bat face, but human. Yeah, you know? very high, like cheekbones. Very, like everything is accented where eh, he's just on the cusp of being basically a bat. Right. So. They got the look down very, very well. Yeah. Very well. (laughs) 
And not like that. So that's like the classic. It's a dark room. We're in a boat, you know, ship, basically. All kinds of railings and catwalks. Right. It's, it's hard to see anything. And again, even in a movie that's not a horror movie, that's always an uncomfortable, claustrophobic feeling. One of the tropes I hate in movies, in, in scenarios as such, are the, oh, you found the one floor that has construction and it's always <laughs> scaffolding and hanging yeah. unnecessary plastic. Yep. I fucking hate the trope, but every time I see a movie with it, I'm like, any turn you could take, it could be right there. So right. It, it does get you. It does make a feeling in you, but yeah. I, I fucking I hate it. And it's just like the <laughs> flashlight. You know, you're following the flashlight where it goes, and it's obviously dark around the flashlight area because the light's not hitting that spot. Um, so, I mean, I've always enjoyed... But it's cool with a character like this. Oh, for because sure. Because everywhere else they don't want you to see is obviously darkened out in the scene and yeah. the setting, mm. let's say. And he's always going to be in the background. We've seen it with Batman. Yeah. Batman is, is he works in the shadows, mm. so he stays, he stays with the shadows. Yeah. It's a very cool concept when you see bad guys just kind of get dragged into the abyss. Nothingness, yeah. You hear a sound or two, and then yeah. that's it. Agreed. And I also liked there was a, a filming part there where it looked like the camera was basically on Morbius's back. Yes, like all, so he's like crawling crawl around. around. Yeah, and I was like, that's cool. Again, yep. getting you into the character feeling like you're the one doing Because he moves around. like a bat more than... Yeah. Your tall standing nose in the air vampire mm. that we've all seen. He move. He he's got that bat face. He's got the bat nose, the, the mouth, the ears. He's kind of gross. Yeah, basically he's gross. Um, so he <laughs> he does more or less use that bat thing yeah. that most vampires we would see in absolutely. Anywhere. Yeah, I think like the last time you saw something that cool was like Thirty Days a Night, and that was how long? Ago? Yeah, and that was a great movie. Right. If you haven't watched it, fucking watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Michael, what have you done? I was trying to help people. But the cure. It's a curse. Michael. There it was again. I have powers that can only be described as superhuman. But there's a cost. Death. I face a choice. God. I do love the streaks. I know we talked about that in a previous, but the streaks behind him. Oh, the uh, trails he leaves off, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that's a badass. There's a different way when you see him in the comics, his cape, uh, it looks like one of those capes that's like tattered and torn on the bottom. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to, the, the look they were going for was, it had a mystical Right. Like a mystic to it. Yeah. And this is their way of showing us that he has those nice purple black trails behind him. Yeah. So you know that he's like, I don't know, it's weird because he is a being, but he can also like like snap into the bats if he wants or whatever. Right. You know, he could be gone. So right. he's almost mystical mm. rather than a being at this point. Right. Very, very cool. Yeah. And consume blood. Or die. Who will have monsters within us? What if I can't? That was sick, like the bullet time thing that was happening there, basically. Slow motion of time, dodging bullets. That was dope as hell. Yeah, and then like the the takeoff too was pretty fucking cool. It's up to us to control it. 
Yeah, that bullet time right there. That's pretty fucking rad. In the transformation, it feels very fluid of his face transforming. It is very cool because we can see that he's got his fangs out, but, like, he looks everything else normal. Human. Relatively normal. Yeah. Uh, Very cool, though, that they also, like, because vampires are very, very strong in the, I don't know, monster world, we'll Mm -hmm. say. You know, they can't come in your house unless they're invited in. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they have no reflection in mirrors and they can't be up by sun. That's kind of like what we know, but like they're super humanly strong. Yeah. They are very, very fucking fast. And uh, the one that's often forgotten in my own mind is like on a weak mind, they have a mind control much mm. like the force you can right. do with somebody. So they're very mystical, magical beings. Yeah. Um, and just this, this bullet point right here, this bullet uh, stream we're seeing kind of shows the speed that he has, where yeah. he has enough time to be like, oh, look, a fucking bullet, and then <laughs> immediately leaps right off that wall. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool to capture that. Very great. What if I can? Michael Morbius. Like I said, I still, I don't know what his role is going to be. Michael Keaton. No idea. Because of, this is where it gets funny because Michael Keaton's Vulture is Michael Keaton in Tom Holland's universe. In the MCU. Right. Official. You know, the MCU Sony shared universe. Then you have that this, which is not, Marvel has no real anything, any stakes in this movie. Right. It's a Marvel association. Almost. Right. You know, but mostly it's, it's Sony brand. Uh, as you will see, there was no Marvel anything. Oh no! They use the trope of it right, or they use it right in the front from the makers of No Way Home and Venom. Right. You know, it's it's definitely a Sony movie. So to have Michael Keaton at, again is he a variant at this point? You know, you can go the Loki route of being like he's a variant. Uh, there's there's two of them, uh, but they look the same basically. Uh, like some variants look the same, and some don't. Like, you know, and he just happens to be this variant that looks like our Marvel Universe, Michael Keaton Vulture. Which would also be crazy because the first time we even saw this trailer with Michael Keaton in it was well before we even ever had any inklings of a Loki show to begin with where we would even get a right. taste of a variant. Right. So was this part of the long haul the whole time or are we just, is this some sort of weird thing where this is our universe but... We can't talk about it. Right. And uh, I I feel like that's going to be very hard to explain. Messy. Yeah. You know, how do you throw this in? Because, again, you already brought Venom into the MCU for a second. And Tom Hardy's Venom. And then left a piece of the symbiote behind. So, you know, we're going to have our own MCU Venom at some point. Correct. I Again, I just... I don't know where it's going to go because, one, I don't know why Sony would do that. To be like, yep, you can have a piece of the symbiote. Like, I wouldn't give them anything if you're still holding out to be like, no, we have these characters. Because I feel in that route they did, you're giving the opening to Disney to be like, buy us up. And Sony has already said, we're not selling. Right. So how long is this partnership? Because... Every year that goes by, they're like, this is it. This is fucking it. 
And then you're like, oh, no, it's not because, like, they redid a deal or whatever happened. Or you left your symbiote behind. Right. I just I, I just don't know how they're going to go. Or especially it. with this movie being delayed so long now, too, where, like, we could have already been through this a right. while ago. And now we're still like, hey, that's the MCU's Vulture. Right. But this is a Sony right. movie. It was right. reversed before. Right. You know, we had like we had we had Tom Hardy in our MCU, right? And then we pushed him right back in that post-credit scene, right? This one, it's like, hey, this is a Sony thing, but I know that guy. He fought Tom Holland, right? Under Marvel fucking productions, right? So, yeah, what universe is it? <laughs> Good time. <laughs> Let go of what you used to be. Discover who you're meant to be. All our lives we've lived with death. Why shouldn't they know what it feels like for a change? Just accept. Oh, so like that Doctor Who guy is going to be the bad guy, yep, huh? Yep. We're finally kind of getting that because I don't think he's been in we've any other. We've never trailer. seen a thing about him. No. The bad guy. Morby. I love Jim Gordon just hanging yep. out. <laughs> I also love the same thing. Holy water? Really? Yeah. I love that Tyrese is in here. I love Tyrese Gibson from Fast 2. And to see him getting in other stuff, I love it. Because I've just always thought Tyrese Because you want to see him in other stuff. He's but just he's a cool just, dude. He's tied, he's tied to one franchise. Right. They w- like they won't give him up for any any other movie. No. And I think it's cool to see him in something else. Because I, I I genuinely like Tyrese as an actor. Yeah. I think he's very he, very good. He made the, the transition easy. Yeah. Like, it was oh, almost, and like I said. It's I mean, almost like, wait, you had a music career? Right. And to go, when he came in a Fast 2... He kind of stole that movie from Paul Walker. Like, I paid more attention to Tyrese Gibson than I did, you know, uh, Paul Walker. Just because I was like, oh, this character is more, he's more charismatic. He's more fun to watch. Um, Even watching him in Four Brothers uh, with Mark Wahlberg, Andre 3000, and an unknown guy, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> not no, there's Mark Wahlberg, and then there's an unknown white guy that I don't know. This is Mark with a C, Wahlberg. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like that movie. I just rewatched it a month ago, and I was like, I fucking love this movie because it's just badass people. I mean, Tyrese, and then you have Mark Wahlberg, who are just badass people, right? And then you have Andre 3000, who is a great rap star turned actor who's done a good job in movies. Um, and then you had like the other guy, but. You had like three powerhouses of people that you like enjoyed watching that movie so much. And um, so again, to see Tyrese, I I fucking love it. It's like seeing Jamie Foxx in anything back when he first started acting. And there's Italian Jim Gordon. And there's Italian Jim Gordon. You lost, boys? Sorry, my life. Damn. We're going to get a lot of that. Fast to slow. Yeah. Just to, again, show the speed he's got behind yeah. his everything. Yeah. And if he like decides to fade to a black mist and come back and phantom away, like, yeah. it's going to be so fucking cool. It's going to be so cool. No, I agree. I'm excited for it. Like I said, April 1st, it comes out. And he looks great. Like, he does. He looks great. Um, I'm intrigued about the bad guy. Um, I know nothing he was about it. A Doctor Who, I don't think he's Doctor Who anymore, but he was a Doctor Who. 
Yeah, he was like the tenth or ninth yeah. doctor. Um, I know he did very well and everything. He was a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, I hated him. Yeah, I I never watched Doctor Who to be honest. I was tied into it for relationships. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, but I'm in. I we have never seen him in any of the trailers. So this being the first one, and it looks like. Keaton is going to have a bigger role in this movie than just being like, what's up, Doc? You know, he he monologued half this trailer. And it looks like like uh, the Morbius character is always going to him. Yeah. For, for like some kind of answer his question, something, yes. Right. To show him the way, because, I mean, Vulture, you know, that character kind of lost his way anyway into becoming what he became mm. rather than the person he should have stayed. Yeah. So, you know... If he if he's the guy telling him like, hey man, and eventually you ain't gonna control it. It's just you. Yeah, you're the you're that thing now. Right. Cool. But yeah. also a great character to give the warning signs because Michael Keaton. Oh, so it's just best. so fucking he's awesome. The best. He's so awesome. Never did a bad movie. No, ever. Like I said, with him monologuing like the new Flash movie, and him going to be in it, and we're gonna see the fucking and also in the Batgirl movie. Yeah. Also, a great movie with Keaton was um, oh Birdman. Uh, yeah, I got I only I, I did it halfway. It's a I, very serious movie. Yes, yes, it is. I um, saw a lot of penis in the first like fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, and very, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah so I think yeah. it's him and Emma Stone are in that movie. Yes, yes, but and, I uh, yeah. I kind of I I had to get off watching it. Yeah, you have to be in the right mindset. And I never went back to it. Yeah, you have to be in the right mindset. I think that's to watch why it. I was like, "Oh, fucking Michael Keaton and right. Birdman!" Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know Birdman from the seventies. Like, yeah. this is a great cartoon. But not that at all. Not, <laughs> not that at all. Not Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah, very the opposite. It's a very more sad story. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is. yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the ending of being a hero, basically, and uh, being nothing at the end. Um, it's a very sad movie. Uh, but no, I, again, Keen's done no wrong for him to monologue it. You know, he's going to be in it more than we thought he was going to be. Correct. Um, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. I, I have no other thoughts of what's going to happen because I, I don't like, know the bad guys. I also like how they, uh, I think they prefix it with a, a new Marvel legend arrives. Yeah. I love that they use the word legend. Yeah. Because, man, he's been around for decades. Oh, yeah. Very cool to finally get the show, uh, the spotlight on him. I've seen a lot of a lot of miscellaneous action figures and toys come out collectibles for him as such. Obviously, the Marvel Legends line is huge of mm. the awesome detailed characters. He has had plenty of those drop. Yeah. They all look great. I've never fucking read a thing about him, and I just know he's part of the Spider-Man universe. Very powerful character, so I'm... Yeah. April 1st cannot come fast. <laughs> I agree. Um, but going to the next thing, something I'm super excited about. Um, well, quickly, one, we see the Batman. I know we spent some time on the Batman last week, uh, but we see that on Sunday. And I can't wait for Tuesday to show up so then we can talk about the movie. <laughs> so I haven't read any reviews. Yeah. Because, duh. Yeah. Um, they are saying uh, it's darker than the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. And that this is the rebirth that we needed. So out of those two things that I saw without clicking on any articles. Yeah. That's more than enough for me to be like, I, I fucking knew it. Yeah. I fucking knew it. 
No, I agree. I mean, I think, again, I think we spoke last week about it, that I think it's going to be one of the highest grossing movies of this year. Um, I think it's going to be between the Batman and Doctor Strange. Because No Way Home is still climbing. Yeah. To um, this day, and it's been out for a few months now. Yeah. It's still going up. I, I think it will be number three regardless, uh, because I think there's just too much behind the Batman of fans of Batman, which is... Again, the most favorite superhero, probably out of anybody. And the hottest Hollywood superhero you can... And then you have Robert Pattinson, so that's going to bring in the girls who fell in love with Robert Pattinson uh, and Twilight, and just him in general. Who are also, hopefully, mostly nerds. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to get, again, and then you're going to get... And then you got to curiosity money. And that's where I was going to go. That's Alex's key phrase, is curiosity money. And I, I fully believe in that. I, whenever you say it, I go, you're right. I mean, that's how it is with, with Venom. Um, you know, some movies did just, great on an opening weekend, right. and you heard nothing after that. Right. And a lot of that, I've used that phrase, it's curiosity. It's curiosity. Well, you never heard of the movie afterwards, yeah, because people wanted to see it. Right. Because they were like, hey, this could be okay. Told their friends it sucked, and nobody ever went back. Yeah. You know, so... You have all that on top of that. Yeah. And I, I think the Batman's obviously going to be a complete opposite. Um, just because I think a lot of people want to see this detective story. Uh, a lot of people want to see Robert Pattinson in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's just going to be a darker take on everything, which is going to make you feel more of that, you know, Arkham game style uh, instead of the movies that we've gotten over the last Almost years. where, like, you never feel safe no matter where you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very excited for it. I can't wait to see it Sunday, but then Tuesday won't come fast enough. No fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for us to watch it. I mean, fuck, after Sunday I might be like, hey, babe, you know what we should go do? Watch Batman again. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I'm super excited for and getting excited for um, is a show called Kenobi. Um, Who's it about? <laughs> old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about him. <laughs> no, I only know of Obi Wan. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny. That's me. <laughs> well, hello there. Uh, one, I am a giant Ewan McGregor fan. I love anything that he's been in. Um, I think he's a very humble, great person. Uh, and it doesn't I, hurt that he's like British. No, a hundred percent. And then to him to play one of the greatest Jedis in the Jedi world that we know of uh, to play Kenobi. Quick, what are your thoughts on Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon's one of the best teachers in uh, masterful Jedis that's dead. I loved Qui-Gon because he didn't exactly go along the lines of what a Jedi should be. Oh, he was a Jedi bad boy. Yes. Like, yeah. Like he, he didn't had the attachments and he had the the love and the support that you should give a human being. Right. I mean, that's what... He never shut off the emotion. Oh, that's what put Anakin in the spot that he was, was because of Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon said, you know, again, as the Weird Al story tells it as well, but basically Qui-Gon going, I'm going to teach this child. The council said no, and he said, fuck you, I'm still doing that. (laughs) And it doesn't, I don't give a shit. And then to die in an epic battle against Darth Maul, and then... Basically, his last words always being like to uh, Obi was, hey, you have to teach this boy. Like, if I ever perish or if I ever die, you must train this child. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, because Kenobi was under Qui-Gon. Correct. Right? Yeah. 
So um, to have Obi-Wan be the Padawan of Qui-Gon, again, one of the greatest master Jedis out there, uh, and a bad boy. Um, and again, Obi-Wan Kenobi followed that route. Um, if you watching the Clone Wars, um, he fell in love with... Um, they kept it very hush-hush and everything, but he fell in love with uh, the leader of Mandalore. Um, I, I, her name escapes me right now, but which is Bo-Katan's sister. Um, but basically, they had a, a love affair base in that time. Uh, and then Darth Maul killed her uh, in front of Obi-Wan. Cool story. That's <laughs> <was> very sad. <laughs> Satine was the... Um, Sabine? Satine. Oh, Satine. Yeah, Satine Creasy was... Uh, a Bo-Katan sister, and then love interest to Obi-Wan. Um, but no, so I... That's a great story in itself, but again, Obi-Wan followed that route of finding... having attachments. Um, and then it's funny to see down to now Anakin, who obviously had those attachments to Padme. Correct. Um, so it's like they kept following each other's... Uh, uh, I, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, story it's uh, not like the i was trying to think of like their bad habits basically but it's it, like yep. it's not a bad habit it's just like the wrong way you mm-hmm. were taught because mm-hmm. uh, if you really look at it like the jedi were kind of pieces of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they had a terrible philosophy and they were giant faggots yeah um they're basically basically uh, like monks with magic yeah they weren't the heroes <laughs> like if you really watch <laughs> it back they're not the heroes of that movie. <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs> uh, except Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, no, I'm excited to see this and that we're bringing. So, story is that at the end of, um, you know, uh, the fight on uh, Mustafar and um, Obi-Wan and Yoda talking, that Yoda has the line of, I will teach you the ways to be able to talk to your master. Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, as a force ghost. And I'll teach you those ways. So the big thing is, is Liam Neeson coming back to Kenobi to play Qui-Gon Jinn as a force ghost? Oh, that'd be so wicked awesome. You know, because we know... um, We know Hayden's back. Right, and Hayden's coming back. um, And we know that Obi-Wan is able to force ghost himself out because... Just in his fight in A New Hope with Darth Vader, uh, he disappears before Vader actually hits him. And he's able to force ghost his way out of there. Yeah. Uh, So he was taught the ways, which wasn't from Yoda. It was definitely probably from talking to Qui-Gon. So uh, there's big rumblings that there could definitely be a cameo of... Liam Neeson coming back as Qui-Gon. Dude, that would be, just even as a one-off, would be so fucking cool. It would be so fucking cool. Or just at least get, you know, one image of him and then voiceovers the rest of the time of, like, him just kind of in, you know, Obi-Wan's head. Oh, yeah, yeah, So Liam Neeson doesn't need to suit up. Just studio work and you're gone. Right. Because, I mean. That would be great. I mean, even with the CGI face stuff they can do now, like, Liam looks... Not so good nowadays. Oh yeah, they just have to de-age him a little bit, you know. And again, even with that technology, it's like, yeah. Do you want to spend that on that, or, <laughs> or just do you just want to stay old? Do you just want to come do like I am Groot work, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but I mean, I would love. Again, we're exploring a time that we have no idea, which I love that these shows are doing. Yes, because um, like I said, Clone Wars was fun to fill in that time, you know, before Order sixty six and watching Anakin grow up. Uh, and be, be this Padawan and, and learn his ways. 
And then to have Order 66 happen, 66 happen, and then to then follow Vader's story, kind of, and Palpatine's story. Um, we never got much of an Obi-Wan story besides in Rebels when you see the, the duel between him and Darth Maul. Right. Um, and that he kills he kills Maul finally. Um, but again, has this new humbleness about him where he's like, you know, he honors Darth Maul in his death. Um Probably that he wouldn't have done years ago mm-hmm. at that time. So I'm intrigued to see that Ewan McGregor to Alex Guinness, or, you know, Alex Guinness, um, that storyline between that part of watching Luke grow up from afar. Because it's supposed to take place when Luke is 10. Okay, okay. And um, I'm, I don't know, man. It's like I have so many questions, like, and that Hayden's back. Like, you have Hayden back for a reason, because otherwise you would just use James Earl voice, his voice, mm-hmm. to be Darth Vader, and you'd be like, whatever, we're never going to see his face. So is it like going to be flashbacks with Hayden? Is it going to be we get to see Hayden in the suit or like Obi Wan cut? Because they're going to have a battle at some point. Um, yeah, that was the big rumor is that we're getting the, the rematch. Right. You know, that's the rumor, and then also in A New Hope, Vader does say that to Obi Wan, like I haven't had this feeling in a long time since like blank. I forgot what he says, mm-hmm. but then when he's fighting Obi-Wan, he's like, I have, you know, we haven't are dueled since, and it wasn't Mustafar, their last battle where he cut, where he had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that battle. So there was something in the middle of like, what the fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait for that back and forth because in, uh, it was revenge of the Sith, right? Their final battle. Yes. Um, that's one of the coolest fight scenes, Jedi fight scenes ever, I think, between him and Anakin on Mustafar. I think it's one of the greatest lightsaber battles to ever happen in a movie. Uh, and just how they had to train with lead pipes, basically. Yeah. And That's crazy. Like they had to cor- the choreography had to be perfect. Otherwise, they would like slam each other's fingers or anything like that. So, again, to have all these people come back, again, give the fans what they want, which is cameos. <laughs> what <laughs> Boba Fett did. At this point, it's who can show up. Is, hey. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, no, I'm, I'm super excited to, again, go back to a Jedi story that's not Rey. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's not a fucking Skywalker. That's not related to him. That doesn't feel the need to take his last name. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Especially the guys that, like, grew up older than these dudes. And, like, they're, they've been around the people who really helped build this. Yeah. And the people before them. So, like, yeah, let's get there. Let's get these adults stories before vader ever hit the fucking pages and yeah yoda was scurried off already so we don't mm-hmm. get any yoda right you know and then obviously where does kenobi go in this show yeah because yeah we will get that battle yeah but does he work on disappearing before that does he hang around before that well, does he disappear th- after that darth vader battle right and i mean that's the big thing because supposedly this show is supposed to take a lot of time on tatooine obviously watching over luke um, so much shit is happening on Tatooine. I feel like that's like the biggest place right now. Cause like Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, everything, uh, everybody ends up in Tatooine. 
Uh, so it's like, again, where will that battle take place? Because nobody knows Luke is on Tatooine besides a handful of people. And none of them are Darth Vader. Because <laughs> he doesn't know his kids are fucking alive. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? So it's like, where is this battle going to happen? And could it be something of how we know when we watch like the newer Star Wars movies, like when Luke projected himself in front of Kylo? Yep. And like did that whole battle scene. That was so cool. And he wasn't there. That was so cool. Right. And you have that projection. Um, is it going to kind of be like that? Because there were cool moments in those new Star Wars movies where Rey and Kylo could have like be in each other's mind, basically. Like they're on where they're at, but like when they were talking, you could they couldn't see each other's background. They could just see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was rad to have that kind of like back and forth of you're in each other's mind kind it was, of. It's cool too of how over the decades that movie the movie makers were able to also bend the force in the ways maybe wasn't even intended to be in the first place. Right. Which is, again, those projections. Mm. Or how long did it take us for finally to see, like, you can heal things with the force. Right. You know, it took us 40 years for then raise. <laughs> Thanks, like, Baby Yoda. <laughs> right, yeah. Or even, Baby Yoda did, and we're like, deal. And then all of a sudden the new movie came out a week later, and we're like, nah, I see what you did. Yeah, right. I see yeah. what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, oh, okay, this has always been here. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. What about Qui-Gon? What happened to Qui-Gon? <laughs> oh, Padme's just sitting there dying on a fucking bed. Yeah. We can heal up a slug. Broken under, heart. We're going to heal up an underground <laughs> slug? Cool. Real fucking cool. <laughs> you wasted that shit on an underground you slug. You wasted that shit on an underground slug, but I got to lose Padme. Yeah, I lose Padme and Qui-Gon. Cool. So Thanks. very, it's kind of cool that we can still recreate the Force. Yeah. As time goes on. To give it more purpose and action, I guess. Well, because we know it's a belief and it's a way of life and it's all around us and, like, we can move objects with mm. it and, and control people. But, right. again, that whole healing factor and the projections now, too. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to ghost project. You can project your actual image somewhere. Right. Even if you are a ghost or if you're not. Right. You can be far away from that. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy, I think that's a crazy level of Jedi yeah. uh, mind tricks, if you will. Um, so where does that come into play and where does all that kind of stuff come into play? Right. No. And that's why I said, I feel like this is a clean slate to literally do whatever you want it to. Uh, because then on the, the top layer, the top layer of it, the show sounds boring because you go, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi's in Tatooine hiding, watching Luke. What happens during that? Like, he doesn't leave Tatooine because then he's leaving Luke. So what What are you going to fill that in with? And then all of a sudden to be like, Qui-Gon might come back. And you're like, okay, you got, okay, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That could fill an episode. Sure, sure. And then you go, Hayden's coming back, which I know people are like, Hayden was the worst. His character was the worst. Yeah, Hayden, I don't like how they made a, uh, Anakin. Right. His character was the worst. I don't think Hayden was terrible in the role. He did what he could with that. Yes. Like, that's what it was. You know, I don't think his acting chops are it's great. It's the reason why he became a farmer. Right. You know, it's right. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't think his acting chops are great, but I don't think they're terrible. No, no. I've seen much worse actors that I'm like, well, how did you get a job? That you still see in movies. Right. And you're like, how do you get a job? Yep. Anytime. And I'm like, again, you're living off nostalgia, which I'm fine with. Star Wars has just done it to us for the last couple years. With The Mandalorian was straight nostalgia. 
the only thing that gave that show like the biggest amount of water was being like, do you remember that little green guy who was really cool? And everyone's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, what if we gave you a, a smaller, smaller version, version of it? Of it. And, like, <laughs> and everyone went, take my fucking money and here's my dick. Like, I <laughs> am ready. Do you know how many Midwest moms are like, that baby Yoda's so cute? My mom's one of them. <laughs> She's like, that baby Yoda's the cutest shit I've ever seen. Uh, She's I, not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I work in retail, and I hear that word, that phrase, at least once a day. Of by course. A random, by a random customer. Of course. And I think, oh, look, it's Baby Yoda. Right. Would you want the Baby Yoda one? Oh, my God, look, it's Baby... It's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Everywhere. And like I said, I think The Mandalorian, if that wasn't that and it was a different story, I think it would have held weight. But I don't think it would have been as popular. Oh, right, right. The reason you're tuning in is to see... There was a hook. Right. And the only reason we all stuck around for season one, because the episodes made no sense. I will tell everyone right now, the first season of Mandalorian, if you watch it, just it's, to... It's kind of all over the it's place. It's all over the place. There is no story. It's literally him just being like, I'm with Nick Nolte. Now I'm with this fucking bitch with a fro who fucked a Jawa. Now I'm... Don't forget IG. Right. right. You know, it's like, oh yeah, right, again. And then you have this robot. And it's like... What is going on? And then, like, Moff Gideon shows up. And you're like, I have no idea what is happening in this show. But you know what I do now? That fucking green guy's cool shit. And if anything ever happens to Mando and Baby Yoda, um, I'm going to fucking... Oh, burn the world. The world gets burnt. Right. And the first four episodes of The Mandalorian have no weight to them. Besides Baby Yoda. That was it. Again... The show still would have done well, but not as well as it's done because of that. Without a hook character. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I'm okay with that. Jon Favreau and um, fucking Dave Filoni are literally giving the people what they want. Give me nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Give me stuff that's not, you know, Skywalker Saga. And yes, Kenobi is part of Skywalker Saga and so is Hayden Christensen. But this is a different story that's not fucking it's – it's not the full empire. It's one man versus one man who have a long journey together. And if you watch The Clone Wars, that has now built for those people. And now you have to watch them meet again and be like, fuck. Because even watching Revenge of the Sith and when Kenobi fucking cuts Anakin basically in half. It's intense and it's fucking sad because you're like, shit, man, these kids or these guys grew up together. That's Obi-Wan's best friend. And as he says, you were a brother. Mm -hmm. As he's watching him start on fire. And while Anakin's screaming, I hate you, dude. And now you're going to give me that end kind of story of Obi and fucking Darth Vader for that middle story. That I know which leads up to which, Alec Guinness. Which we saw Vader in Rogue One, which was an intense, oh, intense dude. It so, was the best. So now take that back a little bit. Right. And where he's really at peak anger. Right. That is the best adaptation of Darth oh, Vader. Of Darth Vader ever. Ever shown. 100%. Rogue On One. screen, perfect. Because everybody was so fearful of him in the original trilogy. And we're like, yeah, why? Because he's all like wearing all black. He's got a deep voice. Mm-hmm. No, we no. got to see a little bit of why he, he has fucked shit up. He rained terror on people. He busts through a door, force chokes people to the ceiling, mm. snaps their necks, 
and Mosey's on, like, he just didn't do that. Yeah. And like I said, we're now going to get a taste of of a little, a little bit of what made that Vader. Oh, yeah. Like, and almost like the him. losing his self part. Of oh, yeah. And not becoming full lost. Darth Vader. Like, I haven't already lost it. It's, no, we're starting to lose it. Yeah. Who, 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 yeah. And I can't wait for you guys it. always yell, emotional damage. <laughs> emotional damage. Yeah, pretty much. That's what Hayden Christensen and uh, Anna can say. Like, that's what we're going to see, I think, at Kenobi. Yeah. Hopefully. Or like you said, at least a flashback. Agreed. You know, to just see, because you, you need Hayden for a reason. And I definitely think he's going to be flashbacks or else like, um, if they do that projection thing, I feel like Darth Vader would project himself as... That Anakin. Because that's going to get the mental edge over Kenobi. Correct. You know, and I think Kenobi's going to lose in that battle. I think he's going to lose. Because, again, Anakin has given everything away now. Where Obi is still watching over a young Luke and still has that care and love for people. um, Which is just going to set up Obi-Wan being defeated. Uh, mentally, basically, mm-hmm. um, until you get that spot in A New Hope where we actually see what happens. Um, so I'm very excited for it. But we are out of time, man. Thank you for talking with me on all this. I don't uh, know, it flew by. Wow. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Batman on Sunday. Morbius coming up on April 1st. Diabolical starting here soon. Dude, it never – this is – Right where we should. We're have been. finally, we're finally hitting our stride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. All right, take care.